excited that you have chosen to join us once again. We are asking that you would subscribe and like and share this particular teaching. We are grateful that Dr. Larry is a man after Elohim's own heart, and he is well able to feed us with knowledge and understanding. And so we are glad that you're here with our personal development study tonight. So thank you so much for joining. If you have a question, you can always put it in the chat. We will be watching and we may be able to answer your question yeah. live as well. Okay. Shalom to you, Dr. Larry. All right, Dr. Larry, senior pastor, I'm appreciative of everyone that have taken the opportunity and you're taking advantage of the word of the kingdom, getting knowledge of the kingdom that you definitely going to hear now and true. Now we are going to go into uh, Holy Spirit spoke to us. Uh, I told my wife this evening, I said, okay, I got it. Let's go. <laughs> you know, because I was contemplating, you know, I believe in teaching series and teaching thoughts that the Holy Spirit give us so we can have a, have a full plate of what we're dealing with and not jump all over the place. You know, faith one week, healing this week, miracles the other week, uh, uh, salvation the next week. No, we just, we believe in being consistent in terms of completing tasks and thoughts that we are dealing with. This, this one right here, um, uh, what we're gonna deal with uh, this evening, you can get a title page up and I do say shalom to everybody. And we, we, we just believe that uh, the empowerment, the uh, empowerment that your belief system will be empowered. That's, that's, that's what empowerment of faith, empowering your faith, your belief system, uh, that's our ministry and that's what we do. It's not just a name, it's the call that's on this particular ministry. So we're going to get our title page up and that is defending the faith, defending the faith, going on and, and get our subject up. And we have goals and objectives. If our ministry tech can get our title page up, we have goals and objective when we teach. That's why we give you a subject. And uh, many times we have subtopics that we deal with and we do that uh, for the purpose of you organizing your studies as scholars, organizing your studies as scholars, and we appreciate that. So defending the faith is what we're gonna uh, deal with now. It's very important uh, that we get this. Now you can take uh, this right here, you know, and this, this, these keys that we're gonna give you is going to empower you to be able to give an answer in any given time, in season, out of season, a answer that has the salt of the word on it. That, that's, that's salted with the word, that's preserved with the word, you know, and even uh, dealing with uh, where we are right now uh, and dealing with different days. I know what day it is today. It's a secular uh, religious uh, government holiday, a secular religious government holiday where everybody, uh, whether saved or unsaved, they giving thanks to the Lord and thanks to God. And then tomorrow, well, not only tomorrow, today, they'll be in the clubs dancing, drinking and partying and everything else. Like, Elohim don't exist. You understand? Like he don't exist. Or, you know, spending a lot of money at the grocery, the food industry, uh, making mega bucks today. You know, the world, secular world system is all about the dollar bill. It, it's it's the, uh, what uh, Hazan in the book of Revelation called the God of wealth and war, money. The spirit of Antichrist, that's the spirit of anti, uh, not Christ, anti-Messiah. That, that is his foundation. You know, over in uh, 
Ezekiel, he talked about through your trafficking. That's what King James used, but it means business. Through your business dealing, you have gained much wealth. You see, all about that money. And if you look at the people, a group of people who hold in most of the world's wealth, you will see the seat of Satan. You will see the way enthroned at where he is uh, based on scripture. Okay. So um, we got messages on YouTube that you can listen to. I, I was uh, sharing this with uh, my assistant pastor today that I don't reteach stuff unless I get something, you know, because we, we, we're growing. And I see another kingdom concept that can make that even clearer or something we didn't get before, then I will teach it again. So, and I encourage not only our partners, but everybody, don't be waiting till Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, and then you go trying to find something on YouTube to study. Why don't you know it from 10 years ago? It's not that we just started teaching this. See, though the scripture talk about when Yeshua sold the word, you know, it was a condition of a person's heart whereas they heard the word and it didn't profit them. No, so I know most of you by this time, you should be teaching from kingdom concepts, principles and keys, how to address uh, these concerns with family members and others who are pressuring you and getting mad at you and, and, and marking you because you came into the knowledge of the truth and you stopped participating in idolatry and humanistic uh, Greco-Roman religious ways of living. So defending the faith is going to help you defend what you believe in. The Holy Spirit got you. You don't have to defend yourself. Every time we defend ourselves, we're telling the Father, he can't handle this situation. I got to do it myself. It's the flesh. It's the flesh. Whatever happened, I know things happen. So that stuff happened to me too. I refuse to defend myself, though. I refuse to tell the father he don't have the power. He don't have the, the knowledge to defend me. You understand? So that's something that the kid don't do. All right. So let's go to our scripture, defending the faith. And uh, I'm going to get my reader uh, to read uh, this whole passage here. That'll be Yehuda, uh, uh, verse 1 through 4. We're going to go there. And it's very critical that we get this. Now I got, I got this little black book behind me. <laughs> I'm gonna show you my black book. And this message, let me turn around for a moment, turn my back on you for a moment. And then I'm going to turn back around and I'm, I'm gonna show you this my little black book uh, that, I, that I studied. I have a lot of notes wrote in even before I started passing anything like that. I was writing what they call sermons. They're not, it's not a sermon. These was just notes that uh, it's just the way I studied, you know. I even got to the point I started typing on a little page. I don't know if you see that, but instead of writing, I even took the page out, got it on the IBM typewriter. It was back in the 90s and even typed some things out. But one of the messages in here is earnestly contending for the faith. Earnestly contending for the faith. And I got this is my book I was telling you all about. And I would, I would, when I would teach, uh, I, I, I was already ready. I never studied to be a minister, studied to teach. The word was in me already. And uh, the Holy Spirit was showing me how to do things in terms of, 
you know, having structure, order, topics, subtopics. So what we teach now, I didn't start this yesterday, it's been going on over 20 uh, years, right, 30 years. Okay, and that's that was one of them, earnestly contending for the faith. So our topic, our subject is defending the faith. I didn't say your faith, but the faith. Okay, now uh, our reader's gonna read this, 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 uh, this thought here that we are extracting uh, these truths and these keys from that empower you to be able to give an answer in any season. Go right ahead. Yehuda, the servant of Yehuda the Messiah, the brother of Jacob, to them that are sanctified by Elohim the Father and preserved in Yeshua the Messiah and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of Elohim into a license for immorality and deny Yeshua the Messiah our only sovereign and Lord. All right, so leave it there just for a moment. Uh, leave it there just for a moment. There's a couple of points we're gonna extract uh, from right there, that, that passage right there. Now notice, we're gonna get into it, we're gonna break it down. Notice he says, Yehuda, the servant of Yeshua the Messiah. There, there was, there, Yehuda was a elder. He was a teaching elder, all right? The brother of Yaakov, the, the, uh, these, now you know that Yaakov, what uh, Yeshua brother name was Yaakov, not James, Yaakov, or Yaakov, Yaakov, some say. And when he said to them that are sanctified by Elohim and preserved, there are qualifications here, you see, and call, sanctify, preserve, and call. We're gonna get into that. All right, and then he's in verse three. He said, "I gave all diligence to write unto you of uh, of the of your uh, to you of the common what we have in common relative to Yeshua the Messiah." Because you see the word salvation, you look it up in the Hebrew is Yeshua. Relative to Yeshua, it's in Him we live, move, and have our being. Everything that we have is because of Him. So He's going to write unto them concerning what Yeshua had did and made available to us, you know, but it was needful. Here's the Holy Spirit now. You remember we was talking about the law of revelation. We don't just go and read something. We allow the Holy Spirit to direct us in what we are studying. It was needful for me to write unto you. And what happened, these emissaries, these emissaries, uh, they would send letters, you know, they didn't have TV and stuff like we're doing right now. They would write letters and send to the congregations to give instructions. And you also have responses. Uh, emissary response is when the congregation would send a letter to the, the emissary concerning uh, doctrine, teaching, behavior, acts, things that had happened, and they would write them back and address it. That's what you call a emissary uh, uh, response. Now, the Greeks uh, had the word Apollos, Apostolos, 
And then the English translation came from the Greek. That's where apostle come from. Apostle did not come from the words that Yeshua and, and the uh, men he had around him and the leadership, the words that they were using. They were, they were not using Greek words to identify those gifts. Emissary. You can run that down uh, to the Hebrew word shalak, shalak, one who was sent and, and equipped uh, by the provider of peace and protection. It's, it's the first word that spells shalak is shin. And there's a Lemaire talking about authority. You know, those who have been taught kingdom uh, doctrine, kingdom culture, kingdom laws, you see, and sanction. It's a lot in that word, shalak. So those were emissaries is the correct word and not apostle. You know, there's just Greek theology. Okay, now let's go back here. So um, he was um, uh, uh, this emissary wrote into this uh, congregation, this, these, these uh, citizens of the kingdom. Uh, he said, but it's necessary that I exhort you to earnestly contend for what you believe in. You know, they had broke out of the confines of religion, all right? And there was a massive attack against the teaching of the government of the kingdom. Men of these emissaries were, they were beat. Kepha was crucified upside down because of the message of the government of the kingdom. These same spirits are here today. People are mocking, they are talking, they fussing, they are being disrespectful, dishonorable. Why? Because of the same reason, the message of the kingdom. So Yehuda said, listen, this is what you need to focus on. You will focus on because you got some people around you, you know, uh, wolves and sheep clothing, false prophets and teachers, uh, Satan ministers masquerading as teachers of the truth, teachers of the word. And he said, exhort that you should earnestly, diligently contend for the faith that was that once delivered to you. You got this. And the message, message is not changing. You know, then he said, for certain individual who condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped among you. They came in without being discerned in terms of being fake, false, mixed, and having all this crazy stuff going on. Ungodly, or God, better words, unrighteous people who pervert the grace or favor. Uh, the Hebrew word for grace is, is hen, head noon. You know, head has to do with uh, uh, being separated and brought close. That sanctification is in there. You know, being close, brought close to the heart of the Father, ownership. And then noon, we are uh, been, been brought close to him by way of the seed of his word being in us. And our lifestyle is a product of the seed that's been put in us, which is the ability to keep the kingdom law. That, that is the right definition. When you see the word grace, that is the definition from scripture, authentic scripture, not the Greek folk. All right. The better word in the English actually is favor. But they took the favor 
of Elohim. See, he favored, favored us. He didn't have to do anything. He did it because he favored us when he allowed Yeshua, his own son, to represent fallen man, come as a man, and pay the eternal uh, judgment and the eternal price that was put on us. Okay. He said, because these, these are ungodly and pervert that, that ability to live right, the ability to have a righteous lifestyle, you see, and, and turn it into a license for immor immorality. You see, I'm, you skip down, turn it to a license. You see, he said, who pervert the grace of favor Elohim into a license for immorality and deny Yeshua the Messiah on the Sodom Lord. See, when here it is, when anyone encourages adapt to, uh, condone a life of rebellion, and a life of rebellion is living opposite of what the words say do, then that's denying the sovereign Lord. Ain't the one, and that's denying him. And, and you, Yehuda, this book, this letter will give you more descriptions of these false teachers and false prophets. And he just, he just explained and out how they are and how they conduct themselves. This we we living in a world is inundated with that those type people. Okay, uh, you can take it down. We're going to get into our notes. I heard uh, uh, we was listening to something, and I think it was uh, uh, Whoopi and her little show with the women show or somebody. And I think they had a homosexual guy on there or something defending him, saying, you know, what the Bible said created in in God's image and His likeness. Period. However, they look, period. They're in his image, it's like stuff like that. Unrighteous people who are self-condemned, that the scripture already talked about these ancient demon spirits who would teach people these doctrines like this. That's denying Yeshua as being sovereign Lord when he said, a man is not to lie with another man. He said, a woman is not to allow them know. He said, the Lord said, you, you understand. So we said, we got to earnestly contend because you got a lot of people who said that they are born again and saints also condone these lifestyles. You have gay pastors. Those are false pastors, period. Uh, we was watching this video with this woman, uh, Dr. Me, give me the word that she, they got these intelligent words, not intelligent, made up words that they call themselves. And she was on this other lady dating show. And, and the lady kept drilling her until she got out of her. Actually, this woman pastor said, it didn't matter what sex it was in terms of her wanting to marry somebody. She got it out of it. It didn't matter. Cause she said, I'm a, uh, Dr. Mayor, get it for me. Whatever they call it, they got all these names and stuff. She said something like a plus affirming or something of that nature. I know it's um, those other uh, letters and then the end was plus affirming. So this false, right there in Corinthians, he said, no wonder, because Satan himself uh, masquerades as a messenger of light. He said, no one, his, his ministers do the same thing. These are false emissaries, false teachers, false, they're not real. 
Okay. So in turning Elohim's favor into a license to sin, this one save, always save is all, all through here. Well, we're under grace, you know, so, you know, Lord understand. And, and you told this couple, you told, okay, all right, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We got to be, we got to defend with diligence what we believe in, okay? Including the secular religious holidays that some people you know are still tied up in it because of these people who have came in secretly and placed these thoughts through demons in people's hearts. Most of them are in the pool pits on Sunday morning and Wednesday nights. Most of them are, and your prayer buddies. So let's go to our notes here. Let's let's get a couple points in. We're gonna we're gonna empower you to defend. All right, go to our notes. All right, now here are some things that we just read. Sanctified and holding it, holy is synonymous terms, and it means to be set aside for Elohim's exclusive use. You don't have no alternatives. There, there are no in-betweens. You don't come up with another idea based on some Greek or Roman translation. And, and one uh, uh, passage say, uh, Yeshua said, you twist the scripture. Uh, it's an old English word that uses what it means. You twist the scripture to your own destruction. You can leave the notes up there. You twist the word to your own destruction, being ignorant of the truth, you see. So holy, sanctified. He he wrote this letter to people who are sanctified, holy, set aside for Elohim exclusive use. Um, um, and, all right, now this excludes, this point number one, this excludes people who say that they are saved and live a worldly lifestyle. Example, sexual immorality. You saved, but you're still having sex with people you're not married to. You see. So this, this charge wasn't applying to someone who is not willing to defend what they believe because it's evident that they did not believe the word living like this. They are in denial of Yeshua being sovereign Lord. Every time any of us commit an act of rebellion and rebellion is knowing what to do and doing what we want to do. That's rebellion with an attitude, glad about it, making plans. Okay, you just pick me up for dinner. Well, I got my own house. You just come by and I fix dinner. You know, we just, you, we're just talking, bring a little wine. You, you know what you're going to, you, you, you already know what you're going to do, right? You know, because you've grown and, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, you already know why you want to have your own place so you can live out a life of rebellion using what some translator has said and some religious pastor teacher have told you that don't matter because one save always save. All right. Point number two, you cannot be a saint and live a sinful lifestyle of a sinner at the same time. It, it, it just, it don't, you can't be holy and unholy at the same time. It, it doesn't work. When I'm not living uh, based on the kingdom laws that are set there to govern our lifestyle and our behavior, our culture and everything else, when I rebel against that, I'm living like 
a sinner or a person who is in open rebellion. A better word for sinner is a rebellious person. A better word for sin is rebellion. See, Lucifer, when that covering cherub was the first one to rebel, the first created being that the father created out of trillions of them, you can't number them, he was the first one to rebel. And then he came on this earth with a snag or two stuff and taught uh, our earthly parents, our original parents, Adam and Masa Isa Negad into rebelling too. He put that poison in their mind, in their thinking, their thought process. Can't do that. It doesn't work like that. See, this is what we need to be standing for. Now, you can't stand for something that you're a participant of. No, no, there's no power there. You can't stand for something that you get your fingers in. If you play with the fire, come on, somebody finish, finish that blank. If you, the scriptures say now, if you play with fire, what is going to do? Talk to it. You're going to get burned. You don't believe me. Go, if you got a gas, well, lecture is not, you know, if you got a gas stove, if you don't go to somebody's house, got a gas stove, turn it on. Please turn that, 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 uh, that gas, turn that, turn it on. If you got a fireplace, load it up, get as hot as you can get it. Stick your hand, your bare hand in there and tell me whether or not you're going to get burned. It's just that direct. That's it. So if you play with it, what you're playing with is going to burn you. You got people uh, who say that they're born again and they on the stage flexing their muscles or they modeling, showing their tail, showing their breasts, showing all the body they can show. You understand? And they say, you know, it's OK. Where are you getting that from? That's not holy. That's not set aside for Elohim exclusive use when he said for women to be discreet and don't let your beauty be on from the outside, but let it be from the inside. You may see some nice looking women that they mean as a junk, junkyard dog. And then some people wonder uh, why Shirley Ann got her a solid husband. You know, she, she, you know, she, she, you know, she need to work on her body and get in shape and stuff like that. She might be the most prettiest out there and then get all the her hair together and stuff like that. But her spirit is so sweet that he'd rather have her than have Miss Model Woman with that mean, nasty attitude that you don't know when she's going to snap, what time she's going to snap. Just stop keeping up with it. Man, look, I had a brother tell me, he said, man, I couldn't take that no more. I had to get up out of there. I used to do that. He said, man, I'm going to break that woman's face. <laughs> he said, I ain't, my dad told me don't hit no woman. And man, I don't know when that woman going to go, what she was going to do. He got out, got out. And, and folk got jealous because the other girl got him. And she wasn't the most, you know, up, uh, in appearance, supposed to be the, you know, the y'all know what I'm saying. All right. All right. So now you cannot be a saint. <clears throat> and live a sinful lifestyle of a sin at the same time. Number three, he talked about being preserved. Preserve, those that preserve are those that remain in faith without compromising with the world. To be preserved, to be preserved. 
uh, my wife do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of home uh, preparation of our food. Okay, our recording just stopped for some reason. Now we got to go back on. Okay, but we're still live on YouTube. Great. All right, now, so um, what I was saying about the food, when I was, when I was being brought up and we were raised, um, we used to preserve not only the pears, we not only the pears, okay, we not only preserve the pears, but the skins, you know, when you peel the pears, that got preserved. <laughs> not only preserve the peaches, but the skins off the peaches. <laughs> you know, everything got used to have food. Preserved tomatoes, <laughs> preserved okra. No, because we, we didn't have no refrigerator. We just literally had a ice box, a box you put ice in it to hold your food down a day or two. Everything else was in no jars up under the bed or in the smokehouse. Preserved to be kept from decay. Those who have been kept from contamination, those who have been kept from uncleanness and mixing with the world. Those who have been kept, this is who he's, he's talking about, those who have been preserved, remaining in faith without compromise. All right, let's look at our next note here. This is, this is good now, I'm telling you. This is gonna help you defend, be able to defend the faith. Now, saints live holy. We're talking about preserving. Now let's look at some, uh, some, some scripture. You know, the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Okay, now I left Yokanon five, four through five. Uh, go ahead on and read that. Those are the first two squares there. Come on, read For everyone born of Elohim overcomes the world. This is the victory that, that, that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it Verse that overcomes five. the world? Mm. Only the one who believes that Yeshua is the son of Elohim. You see this? For everyone born of Elohim overcome the world. Not saying you saved and still look living like you're a part of the world. Because people are under false teaching and false teachers and pastors and teachers who have been seduced and totally deceived, pastors and teachers who are continuing to carry on the religious Greco-Roman church theology and that doctrine. And I know some of them, they say they're born again, but their doctrine is in error. What they teach is in error. And they just repeating what they heard because they went to some conference and see all these hundreds of pe people, and that's what this pastor teaches. So I'm going to teach the same thing he teaches so I can get these hundreds of people. You don't need being nobody teaching nobody nothing. Zero. You're in it for greed and fame and fortune. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's look at uh, Biet Timotheus 4 and 7. 4, 7, and 8. Come on, read that. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is no, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which is Jehovah, the righteous judge. He will award me to me on that day, 
and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. See, I'm not longing for his appearance. If I'm in a nightclub dancing and juking, I don't want him to come then. But people are stupid enough to think that he won't come when they're there. That, that's not longing for his appearance. You're not longing for his appearance laying up in the bed with somebody you're not married to. No, you're not longing for his appearance. You don't want him to come. I mean, this, you know, and he said, I kept the faith that he, he defended the faith. He stood for, for the pure, truthful, truthful, righteous belief in the word. And his lifestyle reflected that. And he refused to compromise or take that. He finished the race. Now, if he didn't finish the race, what does that tell you? And when he said, I fought a good fight of faith, see, the, the mind is the battleground of our faith. That's where it is. The mind is the battleground of our faith. As we think, that's the way that we are. What we let in our mind, our will will be exposed to it. And our will, if our will permit that to be released in my belief system, then I come, I become a part of what I heard, what I received, and what I thought about. Now I act it out. If we can get victory in our minds, we have victory in our lives. If we lose up here in our minds, we lose in our lifestyle. We are defeated or we defeat. It all happens in our mind. If you don't get it in your mind, then you lost the battle. That's why he said, he's, the word said, don't conform to the world system. Don't be like the world. Don't pattern your lives after the world system of darkness, but pattern your lives after light. Knowledge of the kingdom. As a person think, that's the way that they're going to be. The think, thinking come from thoughts which come from an ideal. Once I receive the ideal, that thought is crystallizing my mind. It become my concepts which produce convictions. Those, those uh, ideals are in my belief system. All those ideals, ideologies in my belief system, that's what I think about. My philosophy, that's what I think about. And what I think about, that's what I act out. It's a law. You understand? It's a law. All right. And then over in Corinthians, she old four, she old said, no, 10 and 4, she old said, you know, he said, casting down vain imaginations, arguments, logical reason, and every thought that have the audacity to exalt itself against the knowledge. The knowledge you got, come on, let's contend for the faith. Defend that faith. You got to contend for it. The knowledge that you know, he said, what you already got that's been delivered to you. If it's against that, then you get rid of it. Oh, you know, there's an alternate lifestyle. I know a, a whooping in a, a, a women's show, um, they were saying everybody's created image and likeness of Elohim. I said, see, right there. So these people believe when he said an image and likeness of Elohim, it's physical appearance only. You see it in there? And got that millions of people listening to that mess and being convinced of it. And you all know image, 
somebody, when he said he created us in his image, somebody tell me what that meant. Tell me what that meant when he said image. His character. In his character. His character. He, mir he mirrored himself. All right. Now, likeness. Tell me what he what he meant when he uh, one of the things he meant when he said likeness other than physical appearance, because we are actually not physically up in appearance like our parents were prior to them uh, committing an act of rebellion, high treason. So when he said in his likeness, what was he talking about? That you knew the answer, you should have gave it. Waiting too long. <laughs> First in scripture study. In his likeness, life, light, light. Elohim is a spirit. He have a soul. He has a body. He has a sovereign will in his soulless realm. In his likeness, he created us as a spirit with a soul, mind, will, and emotion with a sovereign will. Likeness primarily direct to that sovereign will. We can make whatever choice we want to make. And if we mess up, we can be redeemed. The Malachans called angels, messengers, they have a sovereign will, but he told them if you exercise it, there's no redemption. See, we exercise out and we were redeemed. That's, that's another reason they hate you like they do. You know, I've been teaching this a long time, so anybody could have gave it out. Image and likeness. He wasn't just talking about physical appearance. I did a teaching years ago and, 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 and broke the word down for Ruby and showed that there was a, a color of Adam and Masa Ezenigad, and that they just like Yeshua body is revealed in the book of Hazan is a reflection actually of the first body that Adam and Masa Ezer, Adam and Masa Ezenigad possess in appearance. They appear as a glow of his glory. And, and that's where you get uh, Isha, Isha created in the mil middle of the fire. Now, Isha, what comes from the fire, Ish, the word for man, means created in the middle of his fire, of his glory. What came out of him was this human being, this spirit being that looked just like the Father. They weren't talking about physical form and physical appearance. All right. And this woman that came from this man body, when he created her, when, when, when he put his spirit, the Father put his spirit and soul in her, I mean, put a spirit in her and a soul came to manifestation. She was an even glorious being. They tell me, ooh, look at the angel. You know, they do all these special effects and stuff. And the angels all on TV, always the Malacca's always glowing and so beautiful. They, they, hey, y'all, you, 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 you ought to see our parents and the way we originally should have appeared. Wasn't no breath slanging around and everywhere. You didn't see, all you saw was glory a glorious covering of fire, precious stones. Look at uh, the cherub look. Now you think he gonna dress out a cherub better than he did his own sons and daughters? He gonna make a servant look better than his own sons and you see, but but the world don't know that, haven't been taught that. 
you see. So we gotta defend the faith. All right, now let's look at our next note here. Gotta make a stand for the kingdom. Make a stand for the kingdom. Let's go here. Make a stand to the kingdom. We got five points. I don't know if we get them or not. We're gonna try it. Five points and then somebody send me my time. Uh, I read you texted to me, so I had to be hitting that button down there. All right, now, uh, make a stand for the kingdom. Point number one, fight the good fight of faith. We are already pointed out, explained it very good, that faith, the fight of faith take place in the mind. The battleground of our faith is in our mind. Those thoughts that we must deal with and we must contend with. Use your faith to overcome rebellion. That's the main area we need to be focusing on uh, using our faith to overcome uh, rebellion. Okay. Overcome rebellion. Point number two, call out the unholy from the holy. Call out what? The unholy from the holy. Yeshua, five and twenty. Yeshua, Yasha, Yahu. It's two ways uh, that two uh, versions uh, have that uh, listed out there. But when you just go look it up, you'll see how to pronounce it. Let's 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 get that five and twenty. Then the scripture we'll be making reference to. They are they are there on the point. So the ministry taking already already have them ready. Call out the holy from the unholy. There's a difference between holy, kodesh, or kadosh in the Hebrew, that's the Hebrew word for holy, and unholy. There's a reason why uh, the Father in his word teach us the difference, okay? So, Yeshua, you will call Isaiah 5 and 20. 5 and 20. Let's pull it up. Okay. Now, while he's getting it, the, the whole system that you see on a daily basis primarily is a product of an expression of what's unholy. Now, can you make that larger? Can y'all read that? All right. He said, whoa, whoa. You know what whoa mean? <laughs> My dad was very good with horses and mules and stuff like that. He had a mule named Charlie. Every time he grabbed that mule, I heard that at least 10, 20 times. Whoa, Charlie. Whoa, mule. Whoa, now. Whoa. And he would do that. No Charlie would back and slow him down. I don't know what it was when he did whoa like that. I guess daddy had popped inside the head a couple times or something. But whoa, Charlie. You know, because old mule would do what he want to do. Stubborn will. So when they say whoa, that means stop. <laughs> Dr. May say when I'm teaching, stop. Stop. Woe to you who call evil good and good evil, who put out darkness, who, who put out darkness for light. You know, darkness is ignorance of knowledge of the kingdom. So instead of the knowledge of the kingdom being taught, spread everywhere, ignorance of the knowledge, and that is Satan's breeding ground for releasing his doctrine and bounding people up in their minds. Ignorance. He want people to be ignorant of the knowledge of the kingdom. And then who put light for darkness. 
masquerading as ministers of light, ministers of righteousness. Corinthians talks about that. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own mind and clever in their own sight. You just, you just know everything. You the self-righteous one. You the lawyer. You defend My son would tell me about some of that. I forgot about that. I think he told me about it first. He had copied his text message and everything. Had a meeting. Act a plum fool. And, and he, he just, and my son wouldn't let it, his emotions take control of him. And he said, well, I just know not to fool with this, this, this dummy. <laughs> you know, and just walked out, be through with it. That could have turned out different. Very different. All right. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and championing at mixing drink. All right. That's cool. So we got to call out the unholy uh, from the holy. Now go back to our notes. Point number three. Point number three. Point, let's look at point number three. Point number three. Call out the difference between clean and unclean. Call out the difference between clean, it's unclean for another mustache to be up on another mustache. It's unclean for lipstick to be rubbing up on other lipstick. It's unclean for the mustache to rub a mustache and lipstick. It's unclean. It's physical unclean to be fooling around with animals and stuff. It's physically unclean to be fooling around with plastic and metal and robots and these dolls they making now that look like women. Oh, see, it's just escalated. The imagination of man's heart is just like they were in the days of Noah, only to invent, imagine, and do more evil. And Yeshua said, you'll know when this thing is gonna wrap it up. Number one, it's gonna be just like it was then, and it's just like it was then already. Number two, he said, but the message of the kingdom, hallelujah, will be preached to all nations. Then I'm going to end this thing. I'm going to get this message of the government of the kingdom out to all nations. There are some people that need to hear that there is a way to control your life circumstance and situation. You can live a clean, pure, holy, righteous life. Yes, you can. You, you can connect back to your creator. You can live by his laws. Yes, you can. And when all nations hear that message, not no one save, I always say, when they hear that message, then he said, I'm going to bring it to an end. Now, let's look at uh, Bayette Corinthians. Uh, we're going to begin at 6, uh, 14 through 18. While we're getting it, I want to share, uh, I want to touch the law briefly because there's a, a gross uh misunderstanding based on misconceptions best based on wrong precepts concerning law see the law of the kingdom are the laws that govern the way we act and behave uh, it govern how we live all right and then you got laws that punish people for breaking laws that's why he said a law is for the lawless most people think that's talking about, you know, don't kill. I mean, not don't kill, but some of the ritual and ceremonial laws. What he was talking about 
is that you got some fools out here. And if you don't say, don't do this, if you do this, I'm going to do that, they're going to do that and more. <laughs> and when you say don't do that, it's the nature of a rebellious person to want to do that in a way. So you have to say, all right, don't cross this line. At least put a sign up there when you're managing people. They're going to cross the line. But you, a tenth of them won't cross the line. If you don't put no sign up there, you got total chaos. It's just the nature of people who don't understand submission and obedience. It don't take nobody standing up there with a gun for you to go in the store and get some groceries and come out unless there's a chaotic culture. See, if a submission and obedience is understood, you can just hear the word or read a sign, no shoplifting, don't take this, don't walk out the store for nothing you didn't pay for, and they'll just do it. No, okay, you don't have that though. All right, now, let's go to uh, Beat Corinthians 6 and 14. Uh, we're going to begin at 14. Call out the difference between clean and unclean. Clean and unclean. All right, Rita, go ahead. We're going to begin at 14 and make sure we get that enlarged as big as we can. And we're going to go through 18. Go right ahead. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Yeshua and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of Elohim and idols? For we are the temple of the living Elohim. And as Elohim has said, I will live in them. I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their Elohim and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says Jehovah. Touch not any unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says Jehovah. All right. I mean, what else... I mean, what else is it to say? There, there is a uh, race, not a race, but a generation of what we used to call bastard. But, you know, bastard was a cuss word when I was coming up. Oh, you got your mouth washed out with live soap if you said bastard. <laughs> you couldn't say you old bastard or nothing like that. Uh, illegitimate. <clears throat> Spiritual illegitimate because citizens of the kingdom have been deceived and think they can mix with the world like that and the father take ownership and be a father to him, be a source to him. He can't. He said, when you, when you stop mixing, we got to defend this thing. Uh, what we believe, I don't mix like that. It's more important. My relationship with the father, him being my source, my provider, my nurturer, my head protector, my sustainer, it's more important to me for my creator to be that to me, to me than it is for me to compromise and, and go out of town with you and be drinking and having sex and in some nightclub somewhere. 
as though the, the father can't go out. Holy Spirit can't see you when you leave from where you live at. He see in Vegas just like he do in, in Nevada. He see in Wyoming just like he do in Memphis. He see in St. Louis just like he do in Texas. He don't, he not blindsight or hindsight. He see down at the casino just like he see everywhere else. You understand? So he said this, this is one of the contributors to a fatherless spiritual generation that's out here. You know, in denial of who their father is and deny what he said to do in order for him to be who he want to be to us by mixing and compromising with the unclean. You see, so he said, come out of there. He was talking to believers here. This uh, congregation at Corinth, that, that was a mess now. There was a flat mess, but he was teaching them. He said, you gotta, I can't do what I, I can't be a source to you if you mix it. Point number four. Let's get number four in. I'm still looking for my time. Point number four. Call out the difference in religion from the government and of the kingdom of Elohim. Call the difference out in religion from the government of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not religion. Yeshua never ever came to validate. He was not a Jewish Jesus, sorry. He did not come to validate or expand the religion that those practicing Khazar, Ashkenazi, Cardinian, and all of those European Jews had developed and they call it Judaism. That that wasn't even around. That term was only applied to the tribe of Judah. And when and we of course I just, I'm just going to keep saying it. Over in Malek, he tells us that that when the they the weird had been anointed king, and then you had a rebellious king. The kingdom was split. Israel, the nation of Israel, they split up. And those other tribes who followed the cloud the king who the father had anointed. They called them all Yehudism or Yehudites, whether it was Dan or any of the other tribes, they, uh, uh, um, all of them that followed the anointing, they just, they just said, well, Judah, we know they, they say for real, and we know they ain't, they ain't shame. They get out, dance, sing, shout, they, they ain't scared, <laughs> you know. So they acting like they act. So all of them must be of the tribe of Judah. That's where the word Yehuda come from. Now it's J-E-W by the false ones who are persecuting people if they say anything. But this scripture, we have a right to say this. It's in scripture. Yeshua said you have those in Jerusalem who call themselves Jews who are not. They fake. And he said, I'm going to make them acknowledge and bow at your feet, citizens of the kingdom of heaven, and the real Hebrews. That's what he was talking about in Hazan chapter two. He dealt with that and he wrote, dealing with these congregations and showing them what they need to come up on. He said, you're doing good in this area, but hey, you got something you got to do. 
listen, you got something you need to deal with. That's that's the way he come. Most people think, oh, I talked to the Lord. What well, did he uh did he uh tell you what you need to correct? No, we just no, well, you weren't talking to the Lord. You weren't talking to the Lord because you haven't made perfect, you have not, I have not made it to a hundred percent perfection. We are striving for perfection. And there's another lie out here. Well, you know, I don't try to live perfect. You should. What, what do you mean? You trying to live unperfect then? <laughs> Call it out. Call it out. Matthew 4, 17. We teach on this a lot. So I, I want to go to point number five. But you got to make, defend that faith. Defend the teaching of the government of the kingdom. Defend the culture of the kingdom. Like right in here, dealing with the religious secular holiday. You ain't got to fight nobody. You ain't got to fight nobody. But quit, quit feeding the people who paid for your bondage, who paid for you to be brutalized, who are paying. I mean, why are you going to pay to have your own self in debt? Why are you going to pay to support a system that's not designed for everybody to prosper, only the rich and rich? Why are you still paying for that? Deceived and seduced. Every, every time you buy a turkey and buy food on this day, that's what you are contributing to. And you have no scripture that tell you to set aside a day out of one day out of the year, but you have a scripture that tell you us who are believers, citizen kingdom, once every seven days to make it a big day. That's a covenant that was established before we even created. It called, it's called a Shabbat. And nothing in the covenant tell you to go out and spend a bunch of money and get broke <clears throat> and get greasy. <clears throat> None of it. But when you stop doing stuff, <clears throat> the religious folk that you are associated with and the system you came out of go after you just like they did Yeshua. <clears throat> and the scripture said, <clears throat> if they did it to the green, they're going to do it to the dry. Yeshua had his most confrontations and problems and persecution came from the religious people. So you should be happy <clears throat> when people talking all that smack. And, and the Holy Spirit is telling us to defend what we believe, defend the belief system that Elohim has designed. He, he once said in Barashi 114 that he said divine appointed times in, in the culture of the kingdom for us to gather together and celebrate. That was already done. We didn't need no cotton picking Romans to tell us when to do stuff or Constantine. People are still bowing to Constantine, still bowing to the Romans and the Greeks. <clears throat> still, somebody say still. So you don't still. fight folk. <clears throat> you don't fight people. <clears throat> you don't do that. You just defend the belief. You defend the word by standing up for the word. No, I, I get less in this text message. I just tell them, I say, okay, we have a great day every day. Don't forget to give thanks to the Father every day. But personally, I don't, I don't flow with that system. <clears throat> I don't flow with that system. I got another system that I live by. And that's it. That's perfectly, perfectly, perfectly it. You got people that should be on here now. That's what it is.
And I encourage you to go to be a light. <clears throat> if you're not there being a light, if you're still in traditional bondage, you got a problem. Point number five. Let's look at point number five. Point number five. Never be a friend of the world system sleeping with the enemy. Sleeping with the enemy. Never be a friend of the world system sleeping with the enemy. What is it, Second uh, Corinthians 5 and 9? <clears throat> let me see what I got there. Before you go there, let me check that. I might not even go there. Yeah, that's a, that's a miss. That's a uh, typo. I thought it was. That, that wasn't the one I wanted. Never be a friend of the world system. We we're not gonna even go to them right there. <clears throat> I could I I take blame for it. It was a typo. That's not the one I, I wanted to go with that. But never be a friend of the world system. That what you call sleeping with the enemy. You got to come out. You understand? All right. Now let's look at. All right, let's go to our next note. I'm going to give you these points for you to study. I'm going to give you these points for study purpose. And I know, you know, we may go back and touch it again. This is what we need to diligently separate from and stand against. Doctrines of demons taught by false teachers pastors and those who are the seduced and deceived separate from and standing against pastors and leaders that teach no matter what you do you're going to heaven anyway separate from don't fight with them no argue just separate from and stand against that poisonous thought don't let it get in your belief system if somebody tell you that no i don't i know I, I can't i can't agree with that because uh the laws in my government doesn't agree with that the word of my king doesn't agree with that and you don't need to prove your point i'm gonna let you believe what you believe and i'm gonna stand and believe what i believe i'm standing for the faith pastors and teachers passing leaders that teach no matter what you believe you're going to heaven anyway unsanctified grace teaching which is a license to sin unsanctified grace teaching which is a license where well, you know we're saved by grace you can nothing override that and i don't care what you do you can never nothing can stop you you it's 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 a lie it's a bald-faced jelly-back lie scripture clearly in ebrium of those who were born again heard the word experienced speaking in the language of fire, saw miracle signs and wonders manifest, experienced all of this. He said, it's impossible to even pray for them, seeing that they are crucified, the son, the word of Elohim, and counted the word of common thing. Just threw the word away and go do what they want to do. You know, so don't listen to that mess. Let's go to our next note. <laughs> let's go to our next one here and that will be 
Five, four, three, two. <laughs> Let's go to our next, next, next note. Conclusion. Here's our conclusion. We gave you a subject. We didn't deal with it. Here is our conclusion. Beware of the serpent's poison. He haven't changed his game. Why change something that worked? Had Elohim said, well, you will be like him if you do this. Were they not already like him? Seeds that birth rebellion. For certain individuals who condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are unrighteous people who pervert the grace of Elohim to, into a license for immorality and deny Yeshua the Messiah, our only sovereign Lord and Lord. Let's get our concluding notes here. Let's go to the uh, final. Here's, a, here's what we're concluding with. Council, Greco-Roman theology in your belief system. Five point, celebrating sec secular religious, religious holidays created by Rome. Product of Rome product of the Roman government ordained church system. Following the Greek standards for education and intellect. Oh, I'm a, uh, what you call it? You know, they have all the, 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 the things around their neck and the, the hats and all the different colors, all this Greek stuff in education. What is it called? Like it's supposed to be the top supposedly this top student in the class when they graduate from college. Somebody tell, give me the name of it. Plenty of y'all went to college. What do you call it? Valedictorian. Valedictorian. Soon who? Summa cum laude. Cum laude. Now, what kind of language is that? Latin. Latin. So, see, the Romans are the one telling you you smart. Not, 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 not the Holy Spirit. Not, not the Holy Spirit. See, Greco-Roman theology, Roman law, Greek-Rome-based education system. And all the colors and stuff and they, all that stuff they got on, it come from Greek mythology and stuff. Mm -hmm. ain't, ain't nobody scared. Ain't nobody scared of you or you. We defending the faith. Who told you you have to go to school 12 years to be ready uh, to figure out and comprehend different things? Who told you that if you go to college eight years, now you smart? You got folk that ain't never touched scholars, college billionaires. Folk got four, five degrees working flipping burgers still. Struggling to pay mortgages. See, that, that, that's how detrimental this system is and people have fallen for it. Degrees do not validate a person's intelligence. It says that I studied that area and I know this area that I studied. It don't mean you're smarter than nobody else. That's what, you know, I was telling somebody, well, you know, uh, we shouldn't call each other pastors and doctors and stuff. I said, well, you go right ahead. I, I don't put my work in, bro. 
And all that's saying is this brother have put the work in. That's it. That's why I say I'm Dr. Lair, senior pastor. I'm a pastor first. And all that does is recognize the scholastic uh, studies in scripture. That's it. They call them stages in the Tanakh. So I hope that educates somebody. Keeping the tradition of Greco-Roman style worship. The pulpit that y'all, your pastor got up there and he's standing up high and got his big seat in the middle and the seats to the side for the other preachers and stuff. And now, you know, they wanted more money. So they're letting the women up there, including women who are married to other women and men married to other women. That is a pattern of a Roman basilica. It's a Roman imperial court building. It come from Rome. The stained glass windows, all of that is Rome plans, Roman design. And they're coming in with the, you know, all the different forms and, you know, you know, just got the backseat of a car and they got a robe on marching in, all this stuff. It, it's, it's just, it's a clown show. Brother was telling me, he said, you know, I was in a band, I was a musician, so I know, he said, you right, absolutely right. And I was telling him about how these pastors will pay a, a guy to sing and play, and this guy getting almost getting the women pregnant, have sex with the women in the church. They outside getting high before they come in, then they'll slip out and I'll go get another buzz and come back in. The same they rear in off. He said they paid him to do it, but he wasn't gonna play church though. They, he wouldn't do that. He just never would play it. But his partners in his band, they playing for different churches, some two or three on a Sunday. They high as a kite. I mean, they sang tan the church up, high as a kite, getting getting numbers and stuff. You know, setting their voodoo calls up through the week. And pastors paying them to do that. All it is is another form of sexual immorality uh, that come from the spirit of those Greek Roman so-called gods, Esther, uh, Easter, Isis, all, the, it's the same one, just different names, the same one stand for the same thing, sexual immorality. immorality. Number five, uh, cancel Greco-Roman theology in your belief system, the lifestyle that mixes the sacred with the secular. Secular with the secular. This girl from Memphis singing with a thong on, swinging around the pole. Place full. See, musicians that are doing this stuff and these, these music people are the prophetic forerunners of the new world order that's led by the Antichrist and is going to be taken over by the dragon himself. They're his prophets out here. They're using what he is giving them. They're getting stuff from the portals of hell and it's moving people in their minds and the way they think and the way that they dress through his business dealing and his fashions, he have gained much wealth. Through his wisdom, he'd been around for eons. He know people, he know how to manipulate people and get the money. He, he know this. 
He know it. So listen, we're going to do our takeaways and stuff like that, but I want to give you these notes and we'll go back and touch up on them. It's, you got to stand for what, stand for the faith. When you stand for the faith, then you stand for what you believe in, in the faith. Because we didn't make this up, the Father did. That's why I tell people, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, this, this is what scripture teach in the original form. <laughs> this is what scripture teach. You teaching from translation what somebody else said the scripture meant and has been washed down through Greek and English translation. But this is what the scriptures say. This is why we focus on that original language. If it's not original, it's not truth. <laughs> truth must be original, you see. All right. We love you much. Appreciate you much. We say shalom to you. And we do uh, uh, encourage you to listen to the Holy Spirit. He's dealing with you right now. Many people are dealing with right now. As you try to fly by uh, this video on YouTube, uh, our different social media platforms, just stop and take a minute and listen and let the Holy Spirit deal with you. And I, I don't go through the religious stuff and do all of that. The Holy Spirit know what people are. He know what to say to them. Go through all the religion. They be making confessions, saying stuff, and don't nothing happen. Nothing change because somebody told them once they do that, you saved now. If you die right now, you're going to heaven. Is that true? Can we end? I tell you what. We, ooh, ooh, I think we better stop. Yeah. I'll share that with, with you all. All right. Love you much. Appreciate you much. Appreciate you much. And so